Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy the adult tour which means you can drink if you want and we can say whatever the hell we want (laughs) cheers this episode of the b-side boys is brought to you by rotor epoxy New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And great price, great people, great service. I mean, just... Can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page. Look them up online. R-O-D-E-R Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. Wow. Billy V, 50 episodes. We did it. We made it. Stuck with it this whole time. I know. There's a good. There was a chance early on. I didn't. I did not think we were gonna make it this far. I know. <laughs> I remember. No, it's not like we even talked about it. But it was one of those things where I feel like, you know, it's tough on top of like trying to do all the rugby stuff yeah. and then, and then lives, just life in general, yeah. family, jobs, and then. But it's it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been a fun little road. It was just like you messaged me like what was it earlier today or whatever. Oh, it's like 50 episodes. I'm like, man, it seems like a lot, but not a lot at the same time. <laughs> I know. It's crazy because it's like, it seems like we just started doing this. But then at the same time, you think 50. And if you look, I mean, we do almost an hour and a half to two hours. So we're looking at about 80 hours mm-hmm. that we've sat in my garage and talked. Yeah, at least. And we've had close to 70 guests. Some of them repeats, but... Yeah, but still though. That's, I mean, it's one of those things where... I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from this when you texted me and I was just sitting on my couch. I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds fine. No idea what to expect. I mean, obviously, there's a cliche joke that, you know, middle-aged white guys buying a microphone and starting podcasts <laughs> is, you know, yep, whatever. Um, but even though it's not like groundbreaking or anything, I think the coolest thing that I've seen so far is that, number one, I've met a lot of people that I never would have met or, you know, met through mm. the phone, talked to. Um, maybe I know who they are. Yeah, I'm aware of them. Um, but to actually hear people's stories and then to hear from people to say like, hey, you know, that was pretty cool. I never would have known of that. And then also to just kind of see how 
other teams are approaching their season. And I think from feedback I've gotten from people is that it has been useful and it has Mm -hmm. helped people to get more creative and to get people more involved. And, you know, if it's just a little part to help out with Iowa rugby and the growth of Iowa rugby, um, doing our little part, that's, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Again, not to, uh, we have a theme of patting ourselves (laughs) on the back, but I, I mean, people have sent messages and have said nice things. So, um, which is really cool. That's yeah. Awesome to see. It makes I, me want to do it more. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. And I, I appreciate everyone for, for sticking with us and, um, yeah, appreciate rotor epoxy for, for sticking with us mm-hmm. too. And also we started with central city liquors and, you know, to be able to do this and, um, not just, you know, talk into space and hear from people has been, I don't know, really cool. Yeah. Your thoughts on 50? I'm just glad we made it to 50 and I'm excited for the next 50 and so on. Yeah. And hopefully my... some more people to reach out to us and tell us like, Hey, you should get a hold of this person. We'd love to hear from so-and-so we need more of that. I mean, we get some once in a while, but it'd be a lot cooler to get maybe a few more you it... know, DMS for that. Like, Hey, you need to get a hold of this person. I want to hear from this person. Especially if you have a connection to them that we wouldn't have because yeah. you know, we are very, you and I heavy. We're very central <laughs> Iowa heavy yeah. West Moines Wombats. But like we want to talk to more people, and if you have someone, like let us know because again, I I kind of feel douchey or I feel awkward sometimes sending those messages like, hey, do you want to be on the pod? Uh, <laughs> you say the pod when you no no, <laughs> I, and then like I feel like too I'm like I don't know if people know about it. It's like hi, me and Phil have a podcast. We talk about rugby. Like I I over explain what we are and then ask people, but oh, like I'm just flat out just like yeah, you want to come on B side boys? <laughs> like it's just automatically knowing they know what you know that is. <laughs> I I don't assume that. I assume no one knows what we are. I know. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I undersell yeah. it. You you're you just oversell it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we meet in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. So let's keep it rolling. I'm having fun. Seems like the the listeners we have some stats we have. Um, you know, over 4,069 plays currently. That's cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just fun, fun to watch that. And again, we know the ceiling is low. It's very niche (laughs) rugby in Iowa, whatever. So love it. We're going to keep it going. And, you know, to think back when we started the B-side boys, it was kind of crazy. Also thinking back to like the Wombats taking on a lot of stuff, making things brand new. It's fun. Mm. Um, one of the very first people we talked about when creating the Wombats was a former UNI alumni, uh, Eric Pimentel. Yep. And he was moving to the area and he wanted to get back into playing some senior side rugby. Yeah. And that was right around the time we were starting the Wombats. And it was kind of a fun little story. So we reached out to Eric to see what he's been up to in the last couple of years. And let's just say, you know, he played a couple matches for the Wombats yep. and then he went on to win a uh, World Series. Yeah. In Major League Baseball. <laughs> That'll make more sense here in a little bit. We'll yeah. let him explain. <laughs> right. And now he's a member of our friends down at Palm Beach, Beach Rugby. Rugby. Yeah, plays for them too. And it's just so funny every time uh, we talk about Pimentel, because he was one of the first guys that we thought about too, about doing actual board stuff. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize he was moving. We're like, it would be perfect for like a board position. You want to be you the know? vice president? But yeah, it's like, uh, I'm actually moving. <laughs> it's like, ah. Oh. Because <laughs> he's young, he's good, he's involved. Uh, with yeah. a lot of you know facets of the game and so no great guy great person to talk to so mm-hmm. i'm glad uh, we get the chance to interview him here so let us talk to eric pimentel 
All right. And now we are here with Eric Pimentel, former UNI rugby player and World Series champion, champion with the Houston Astros. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Um, happy to be here. It's uh, it's great to hear you guys again. It's been a while since I've seen you guys. So yeah, the only time I see you is on Snapchat on a boat, living like, <laughs> an amazing life that I should be living. <laughs> well, Phil, you're invited to come down to Florida whenever you want. I know. We'd love just, to have you. I'll I'll get there eventually. Well, and it's <laughs> it's funny too because uh, we just you know last week. On the show, we had our interview with Tim and, and Luke, Luke and Joey Jeffries. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're playing a little bit with uh, with those guys down there. Yeah, um, it's been a small world. Luke and I. Uh, well, I started this this job with the Astros the same time that Luke moved down to Palm Beach. Um, but with work, I was in the Dominican Republic most of the time, so I didn't get to play last year. This year, I'm back in Florida for good. Um, and we actually just had our first game yesterday uh, against Sarasota and won 41 to 5. Um, it was a chilly day. It felt like we were back in Iowa. I think it was like 40 degrees. Wait, what? It was really? I was, yeah. I was expecting you to say like something like stupid 62. like 60. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, first game back. And, and no, it's it was cold. This this weekend, it was, it was actually pretty nice. Today, we had like mid 50s and we, we were playing touch rugby. It was, it was pretty great. It's actually but no, like yesterday 47 was... here right now. Yeah. So it's not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. We get like two random days throughout the entire winter. Uh, and it coinc- it was coincidentally the same day that we had our first match. You you didn't wear any uh, long sleeves, did you? Of course not. Okay, who do you take okay, me for? I'm assuming you and Luke both did it. <laughs> no, of course not. Good boys. Did- and Luke had two tries. Whoa. Whoa. What was he playing? Uh, he started at uh, what did he start? He started at flank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then ended at center. Nice. Did you guys um, get some big boys out? I know when Tim was talking to us, he said that they a lot of the forwards kind of retired or so luke was gonna have to move to the pack kind yeah of were you guys yeah, able no, to get exactly. some out or find some new guys um we're still we're still looking on to get a little bit more size the size is pretty decent um but it's it's not any like pack heavy that we're, that we're used to you know like corn fed iowa right <laughs> <laughs> that's tough to find in, in most places i feel like and then you have d3 iowa rugby where it's like you play just in the middle of the field smash 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 for 80 minutes and <laughs> Maybe we'll give it to the back line, and then everybody drops it, and we just scrum for the next whatever. <laughs> well, well I, I mean, I, I hope I'm not overstepping here with being such a new player on the team, but, man, Gray, Phil, we'd love to have you down here. <laughs> we could use these. We could use some more more forwards. Tampering, tampering. I'm going to need a stipend, room and board, and I'm also only going to come if I can play scrum half. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's a no. Bold, that's he's, a bold move. He's almost on his way out with the Wombats because the demands are getting way too high. He's a diva. You can have him. <laughs> no, so, you know, we talked about, we said at the start, you know, you played at the University of Northern Iowa. And then what was your major? What exactly was it again? Uh, yeah, so I did my undergrad in athletic training. Yep. Uh, and then I got a master's at UNI as well. Uh, which allowed me to play for two more years there um, in kinesiology and sports performance. Nice. And then your first job out of college, didn't you go down to Simpson College and work with their athletic teams? 
Yeah, when I graduated, or uh, well, when I was finishing out my master's is when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I, I had to step away from sports because sports shut down as a whole. So um, for almost half a year, I was working at a country club. I was managing a bar there uh, back home. Uh, honestly, pretty fun job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't complain too much. Uh, but finally got back in athletic training. I worked at Simpson College uh, in Iowa, which allowed me to play with you guys for a short amount of time. Yeah, which um, funny, quick little story here. It's kind of funny where when you contacted me about playing rugby, because you're like at Simpson College, and you're like, oh, man, I want to get back into playing. And you reached out to me like, hey, if you guys are still driving up to to Waverly to play for Bremer, uh, you know, I'll tag along with you. And you were one of the very first people I was like, actually, we're starting a new team. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember that. And then uh, we also were like, oh, it's like, this is perfect. Like Eric's like young guys here in Des Moines. You know, we could get him involved more with like maybe some board stuff. And we're going to build around him build and around make him, him an admin. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, guys, I'm moving to the Psych. Dominican Republic. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> so how did you end up with the Houston Astros and end up out of the country? Like, what was that transition from you're at Simpson College uh, what, what happened next? Yeah, well, um, so I didn't really have much exposure to baseball. I played when I was younger and I've always loved the sport, but, um, in athletic training, you and I doesn't have baseball teams, so I didn't really get involved much, but Simpson college, I was in charge of the baseball team there. And then I just really fell in love with working in that sport. It really mm-hmm. challenged me. Um, and so while I was working, I was just passively hunting I went on to a job site uh, for athletic trainers, um, shameless plug called P-Bats. For people who want to get into baseball from athletic training, that's where you go. Um, So I went on there and um, I saw the job post for the Ashes. I'm like, oh man, Houston, that's pretty cool. Keep in mind, I wasn't really thinking about the scandal or anything. (laughs) But... but, uh, so I was like, oh, you know what? Let's do it. Why not? So I just applied. It was actually for um, athletic training position here in Florida. Um, applied. Two weeks went by. Nothing. I got uh, ran a phone call at like 6 in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Florida, 6 a.m. Whatever. <laughs> I ignored it. Um, I was like, it's too damn early for this. Had some coffee. I got a voicemail. And so it's like two hours later. I'm like, sure, I should probably listen to this. And uh, it was actually the minor league medical coordinator at the time called, reaching out saying that they wanted to interview. I was like, oh, shit, should, <laughs> should have answered that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, picked it up. They're like, hey, we hired the – we already filled the position in Florida, but we wanted to see if you're interested in applying for the DR position or interviewing for that. I was like, sure, why not? Um, they had no idea, like, that I was Dominican or anything. Like, I just have that I'm fluent in Spanish on my resume. So I was mm-hmm. like, sure. Why the heck not? Um, interviewed that same evening. Uh, and then that, what was that? A week later, they called me with the job offer. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, uh, I was surprised to say the least. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was, just, it was an awesome opportunity. I was like, absolutely cannot pass this up. Um, and so for, I mean, you guys know I'm Dominican, like all my family lives in the DR, so I rarely see them. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity to go work in, in, in 
baseball, a sport that I enjoy so much, and in the field that I love. Um, and then to be that much closer to family was like, I, it was a no-brainer. That's wild, to too, like up. how everything just lined up yeah. for you. Like, oh, oh yeah. And didn't you play for the uh, Dominican Republic, like, National Sevens team? Uh, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun when I got to do that. Um, right before, or like, before COVID hit, I was coming off of, uh, I was coming back from a shoulder surgery that I'd gotten. Um, and I played, what game was that? It was like QC Irish versus uh, Mason City. They needed random numbers. So uh, some of us, you and I guys went up and we had a bye weekend. So like, shoot, let's go. There was like nine of us that went. Um, and we went and, and played with them. It was a hell of a time. And then there was this, some dude talking in Spanish and us Hispanics were like, in Iowa, it's really rare to find some sort of Hispanic. So it's like, shit, I got to figure out who this dude is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turns out he's uh, he's Dominican and he played for the Dominican national team. He liked how I played in that game. He's like, you know what? There might be an awesome opportunity if like you were willing to reach out. So I was like, hell yeah. One year, then that, that December, I was going down to visit family. I took the time to head to the capital and the Dominican and meet like the board, the president of the org, um, oh, wow. <laughs> one of the team captains. Yeah, no, it was really cool. They, they like brought us out to dinner and whatnot. Um, and that's when they invited me to try out with the team. And uh, we went to the LA Invitational and played there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was wild. Definitely was not ready for the level of intensity that, <laughs> that, that was. Um, I don't know. We played against the Samoan team our first match. Uh, and I the first time I got the ball, I literally just got manhandled out of bounds. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what I'm playing now. Okay. <laughs> A little, uh, but no, a little uh, different than playing like uh, UIC in Chicago, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, it, it's weird not being, you know, one of the fat, one like one of the fastest guys on the team anymore, or, or, or like being a, a, one of the stronger guys in the back line. Like I'm not a big dude, but I can hold my own in, in the Wisconsin Illinois Conference. But <laughs> take it to take it to international level, and that's really humbling, to say the least. Yeah, I just remember like seeing like you get tagged or post something like oh dr net or dr seventh national team. I'm just like, whoa, whoa what's the story <laughs> here? Like this is like, and like it's just so funny too how a Quad City Irish. They're coming back from being gone for a while against River City. A random just, hey, we need some players. We need some, you know, people to jump on a squad. Yeah. You randomly go, and that ends yeah. up, help, like, getting you there. It's just, yeah. what it. what a crazy connection. And then I'm now thinking, too, like, as the Wombats, why are we not promoting that we've had a national <laughs> sevens player? So now we can. An international <laughs> sevens player on our roster. Like, we're idiots. Like, <laughs> and a World Series champion, yeah. like God, like yeah. we're just using all of your accolades. Dude, the, <laughs> the, the promos write itself. Dude, it's also just so wild how all these things just kind of fell into place, you know? Like all no, these, it's just crazy, you know? Co- or just like how you ended up over there, how you ended up doing the sevens thing, you know? Ending up in Florida, and now you're like playing with Palm Beach. It's just, it's just so wild how that just all laid out. Yeah, like all your hard work and all the decisions you've made, like uh-huh. lined up with what you want to do your family and just it just all worked out like really perfectly it seems like no absolutely i i definitely had moments where i was just like i didn't think like anything was gonna work out like i definitely was sure like when i was like managing the country club like that was fun and all but Mm -hmm. 
like that's not what I wanted. Like yeah. I wanted to get back into what I love, and and so like there were times throughout like the end of of grad school and and through COVID where I was just like, wow, like am I gonna just like get a six six year education, never get back into it? Mm-hmm. There were moments where I struggled, but it's kind of funny. It's like I was my parents. I mean, come from a very religious family, so they're like. God's got a plan. You'll see. You you may be upset now, but God's planning something bigger for you. You don't even know yet. Like shit, they were right. Yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> wow. yeah. Just like so, uh, your parents and also Drake, right? He has that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Come on, yeah, I thought exactly. that was, on, that was yeah, good. Okay, I, was, I see. I see what you did there. That was rough. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, ooh. Your age is showing, right? Oh, sorry, I'll talk it back in. Um, uh, but also, I wanted to ask you too to kind of like wrap it back to or bring it back to rugby. You know, how would you say all of these opportunities? How were they impacted because of your rugby background, like the networking or just persevering through? Did rugby play a role in just kind of how all of this happened? Or like also too being a part of uh, you know the Houston Astros organization working for their minor league team, you know, did rugby play a factor in just kind of your role there as well too? Or, you know, what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, being a player at UN, like just being a player, I, I ended up like becoming a ref as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a very short lived coaching career because of COVID. Um, but, you know, all these things added up to help, me understand better like how to be a better athletic trainer because i've seen it from the player perspective i've seen it from the ref and i've seen it from the coach perspective so i like it's definitely helped make me a more well-rounded athletic trainer i feel like and then when i applied for this job um the agm apparently really liked me i was like oh okay cool so um this guy his name is pete putila actually one of these i believe the second youngest gm in mlb's history wow. he's the giants gm now so good for him he's nice. doing amazing things um but like when i talked when i talked uh in the interview i was mentioning all these things about rugby and how it's helped uh shape my career path as an athletic trainer and helped me see injuries in a different perspective and something that isn't traditionally seen, particularly in the U S because rugby is still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took the time and I took all the certifications that you need to be a medic on the field for rugby minus the in-person, uh, course. Cause like you can be the top orthopedic surgeon in the world, but if you don't take these courses, they won't let you on the rugby field during a match. Wow. Um, yeah, it rugby is, is a massive proponent for, for uh, player safety and, and welfare that's why you see like even though these guys are destroying each other there's still a very few major injuries compared to that of like nfl yeah. or even hockey and it's just because it's it's such a big deal mm-hmm. and that really helped me grow as an athletic trainer and bring a different perspective and i guess the, the agm at the time he, he really liked that and um that was one of the big things that that at least my at the time, hiring supervisor um, said that like one of, that was one of the big things that stood out to him. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's that, way cool. Yeah. That's probably one of those things too, where you know, with baseball, if someone only trains like and works with a baseball team, you know, they they look at it through such a closed lens, where maybe yeah. your perspective and just kind of the way, like you said, as an athlete and athlete in a different sport. You know, you're really looking at the player because I I could see some baseball athletic trainers 
they do it because they like baseball, but they weren't good enough to move on as a player. And so they're watching the game more than they're watching the athletes and the Mm -hmm. injuries and the well-being where, you know, you like baseball, but like you're not watching it because you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's a 0-2 count. I'm looking for this pitch. You're like, no, I'm I'm focused more on the body, you know, maybe maybe that plays into it. Yeah, Yeah. moving and everything. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There are many times where I'm just like clueless. Like I'm really close with the manager down the DR. I'm like, okay, so why do you guys decide to do that? Like, how do you know? Like we're standing in the bullpen and he's like, oh yeah, that was a slider. I'm like, how can you see the ball movement? We're at, we're like 90 degrees to the ball. How? (laughs) I'm clueless. And he's like, oh yeah, the count was this. Look at the players on the field. Also see the catcher's movement. Like, I don't suck. Oh, I'd be so lost. It's like, I thought that the whole object of the game is to me is you hit the ball and just see how far I can go and try to get to as many bases as possible. No, like, I, I don't know. It's been it's been wild. I've learned a lot from the coaches. Yeah, and like I've like I said, I've always enjoyed the sport, but there's so many more like intricacies to the sport that like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's a game of chess, man. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. You ever get a chance to teach those guys anything about rugby? <laughs> oh yeah, actually, all the time. They they think it's the craziest thing. They have, I mean, in the DR, every time they ask, like, "Oh yeah, you played sports or whatever," like they see, like the type of lifts that I'm doing aren't lifts that baseball players do, mm-hmm. um, because it it's pointless to them or it's like we don't we don't push too much on the shoulder. We don't want to stress it too much because right. they don't yep. need that kind of stress. Whereas, like in rugby, you want to build up that the, the shoulders a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and and to be able to handle that kind of beating, and so. Like they're, I'm doing this. Like, why are you lifting that way? I'm like, well, I mean, I play rugby when I got whenever I got time. I'm like, what the hell's rugby? And then I show them like, I show them that stereotypical like rugby highlight video, like the biggest hits. I'm like, what? You play that? I'm like, yeah, it's the coolest sport in the world. Dude, um, gotta so show, yeah, you gotta show them that video of uh, what's his face uh, from New Zealand who talks about his uh, sack getting cut open and him oh. stitching it up. Oh. That is the craziest video of him talking about that. Oh, just (laughs) that's gnarly. That's a gnarly one for sure. Never that happens to me. I'm I'm getting carted off. (laughs) Also, Phil, never show that video to a prospective player, like any new recruits. Like, yeah, you should come play rugby. Yeah, come play rugby. Watch this video. Freak injury though. Like that that hardly ever happens. (laughs) Yeah, but it makes everyone squirm. I'm uncomfortable now. But are there, who are some of the biggest names you've met or worked with uh, with Houston? Have you like has there been like some of their top level all star guys who've come down to rehab yeah. in the minors? Like who are who are some of the biggest names you've worked with? Um, so I mean, we have like pre and postseason camps that go on. Um, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that the public doesn't typically see mm-hmm. um and unless you're like following the sport religiously or like you're i don't know like a re- sports reporter like you're not gonna see these type of things going on but like we have player, we have some major league guys at our complex now that are training um i've worked with in the past um while they're i mean more so supervised um training for like framber valdez he's one of the biggest pitchers right now um uh, I worked a little bit with Jeremy Pena while he was still in the minor leagues uh, last year. This year, I've seen him around a bit. Um, 
obviously I can't get into too many specifics, but I've, oh, I've yeah. had my fair share of major leaguers come through. That's yeah. um, I guess you can't really say like, oh yeah, we're working on this shoulder injury nobody knows about. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're rehabbing this knee um, as they're negotiating. But don't worry, no one will hear it from unless like Luke hears this. He runs to the organization. It's like, right. Eh, no. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, um, no, I mean, I've, there's been a lot of uh, of major uh, major leaguers. Uh, the, the the our physio down in the DR has been with us for five years. Uh, and so he's already seen some of the guys that he worked with in his first year make it to the majors. And so there's a pitcher named Luis Garcia. He's him and and the physio down there. His name, our physio's name is Joan. Um, those two are are really close friends. So the last two years that I've been in this org, we've gone to the World Series. Um, Luis Garcia will actually like the night before his game, just spend like hours talking to Joan as like. The, the fact that he's a major league guy, he can be doing anything, and his buddy's in town from when he first started in this org. So, like, he's just going to stay up talking to him, even though he's going to be opening the, the game the next day. It's, like, it's really cool to see guys like that. Um, and, and, like, they, they don't forget their roots. They're, they're very humble guys. Um, and I, I haven't worked with a single asshole yet. So, it's, 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 the guys are great. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's cool to hear. to hear. Yeah, because especially too, you know, obviously, like being a a sports fan at surface level on baseball, like oh, I love the Cubs, but like you know, like you said earlier, like people say Houston, and it's like oh, they're terrible cheaters. But it's like, I mean, obviously, like you said, there's so many things we don't see, and like, oh, yeah. I don't know the fact that you say that you you haven't worked with an asshole yet, and then also you have a guy who before yeah a big league start is reaching out to his roots to be talking to people that's that's cool that's awesome it kind of reminds me of like a rugby culture of like yeah you just you care about the people that you worked with to get up there and that's cool no absolutely you can never forget where you came from speaking of like rugby stuff though like just keep thinking about this palm beach stuff i just so awesome that you're you know back out on the pitch and playing again where are they where do they have you playing position wise with palm beach they they have you at like fly half or what are they no, we actually have a killer fly half uh, from England. So there, we got a lot of foreigners on our team, actually. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's definitely high-level rugby, but they, they've been having me train at fullback. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. So I, I get to play the position I love. Uh, although this last weekend I did play uh, I did play wing. Mm. Um, so that was, that was definitely – I hadn't played wing in a while. So I definitely had to relearn. It's like, you know, I'm not staying back on defense. Like, hmm. we have somebody back, man. <laughs> no. Uh, but, no, it's, it's for the most part, full back wing. I told them, like, wherever they need me, told me I'll, I'll go. Like, shit, if we need another flank, I'll flank. Why not? <laughs> I was just going to say, when you're like, oh, yeah, they actually had me at. I was waiting for, like, <laughs> flanker or something like that. I thought you were going to say flanker, just like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> we're going small and fast in the pack. <laughs> we're going light. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, but no, it's it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Um, when I got here, I, I just reached out to Luke because I remember that he he was here. I was like, dude, get me into rugby here. Like, I need to I need to get back into it. Um, that's where I met Tim. I actually met Tim and Joe. They there's a touch rugby league here. Yeah, um, weirdest weirdest rules, man. It's very frustrating at times. It's <laughs> um, good conditioning. It's not Iowa touch oh rugby. Oh my goodness, it's incredible conditioning. Yeah. What's different so, about it there than it is here? Well, no, it's so it's I mean it's actual touch rugby like 
it's not just like when we're playing touch at regular right. rugby practice. Right. Like it's like one finger, you're down. It's six possessions and a turnover. Yeah. Um, and you got to like on a touch five here. yards or five yeah. yards every time you make what, a What is that? Like, oh, like, kiwi, like, like kiwi touch, right? Yeah. It's oh, hard. <laughs> you don't just yell back five and everyone's still offside. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And like if you if you get touched and you pass the ball, that's a touch pass. So it's a turnover. Whoa! Like, yeah, yeah, it's, pretty, it, it's it, different. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's really cool though, because like, I mean, it teaches, teaches you ball control. Like, oh yeah, you, you're not gonna make so you're not gonna make dumb offload decisions because you know if you pass it, it's a turnover, um, and then it translates into when we actually play um, rugby with Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. Oh yeah, so like I said, just really happy to hear that you're still playing. It's always fun to see like guys playing and. Like even when they're in different states and stuff like that, getting involved with a club team and oh, yeah. still playing. What's crazy is this podcast is turning from a Wombats podcast <laughs> no, to a Palm Beach one. It's gonna be like two weeks in a row. Of Palm <laughs> Beach because we've had now you're our fourth Palm Beach player, and we've only had uh, Vic, so we've had one Wombat and four <laughs> Palm Beach guys. So <laughs> that's just for the new. I don't year, know. Right? I don't know. Hey, hey, and you know we are the Panthers, so I, I you know, you and I, Palm yeah, Beach. Yeah. It's just there's a natural flow. I yeah. don't know if you're following what I'm getting at, but circle I think we of life. Down here. Yeah, it's <laughs> meant <what>? to be, <laughs> as Drake said, God's plan. Nope, nope, exactly. didn't even work the second time either. <laughs> you're really trying to make that work. I'm Try forcing so it. Hard. I'm forcing it. <laughs> no, well, it's good to check in with you, man. It's awesome to hear things are going well, um, and that you're playing rugby again and having a good time with it. And sounds like the career is going awesome with the Astros, and so. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to check in with us. Ooh, and hey, one random question though. Yeah. Um, at the end of March, are you pretty busy for work, or do you want to come to Nash Bash and play? Because I think Luke might be potentially coming. Yeah, out. actually, we were literally just talking about that on the ride back from Sarasota. Ooh. Luke wants to go. Um, if I have the time, I would definitely go. March twenty fifth and twenty sixth, we will save you a spot. <laughs> on the Sounds roster. great. One hundred percent. You're yeah. on the roster already. Yeah, congrats, oh, you made the roster. Uh, uh, <laughs> you made yeah, the cut, yeah. kid. <laughs> we can make room for an international rugby sevens player, whatever. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> uh, well, again, man, I appreciate you for joining us, and uh, good luck with everything, and yeah. we'll see you in Nashville. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And hopefully, yeah, we'll see each other in Nashville. <laughs> okay, bye. Love you. I love you guys. All right, and that was Eric Pimentel, UNI alum, current Palm Beach Panther. Good luck to those guys in their season. They won another game. Did you see that? 41-0. man. Yeah, good for them. They're starting off hot, and it was funny, too, because that team they played was the Coconuts. And did <laughs> yeah. you see their logo? Oh, is it like two coconuts and a banana or something like that? Yeah, and it yeah. definitely looks like male, the male anatomy. <laughs> And I sent a message to Palm Beach because they shared it on their story. And I said, that looks like balls. And they go, (laughs) it's supposed to be. (laughs) Like, they literally made their logo to look like testicles. That's hilarious. That was on purpose. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, Eric, great guy. Always fun to talk to him. And it's always cool, too, because whenever he's in town, he'll he'll play with the Wombats and social stuff. But he did miss a Wombats game when he was back in town because, do you remember why? Um, he was no. refereeing a oh, match. Refereeing. Yeah, which is, oh yeah, yeah, because he does refereeing. He 
he's always been pretty active. Like he, what he did refereeing and he's also the athletic trainer and stuff. So he used to do some of that stuff like in college and everything yeah. too for teams. That's why we wanted him so badly with the Wombats because <laughs> well, it's yeah, like you can be a board member. Yeah. You can be a board member. You can be a referee. You can be a player. You can be the physical trainer. <laughs> yeah. You can do everything. And then oh, I'm going to the Dominican Republic and it's going to be really awesome. And my life's going to be super sweet. And I'm, I'm not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous. Now you sound like me. <laughs> oh, no. oh, maybe because it, it's negative nine degrees in my garage. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, so that's the thing. Like, it was always really cool, like, refereeing, giving back to the game. Um, he was really active, like, refereeing high school matches, yep. too, which was really cool to see, like, a young guy in college. Seeing a lot more of that, too. A lot of the young guys in college who are refereeing you know, high school matches. Mm. And speaking of the high school league, you know, that boys high school season is right around the corner. Yeah. So today is January 30th. If a team wants to host, you have to fill out that Google form before February 1st. Mm. The deadline to host and put in a bid is February 1st. The coaches meeting is February 5th. You are required to attend. So make sure you have one person representing your team. Then the official start date for practices is February 20th. Oh my gosh, you know what that day is? February 20th. Does that sound familiar? I don't know. Maybe. Is that... No, it's is, fine. That's... Is Wombats... Were Wombats formed on the 20th? No, no it, was, it, was it was the 15th. 15th, it was right Wombats was February 15th. February 15th. So it was the 20th then. It must be someone else's birthday. Oh. <laughs> I always supposed to remember everybody's birthday. <laughs> You're not. But you can give me a gift to make up for it. Don't you and Lex have the same birthday? No, we're eight days apart. She's oh, eight, eight days, days older apart. than but me. You guys just... She's February 12th. Ah. Dude, that week is insane for me. February 12th is her birthday. Jeez, February... let's rob the cradle on that one. Man. Right? February 14th <laughs> is Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then February 20th is my birthday. And February 15th, Wombat's one. Dude, what a wild week. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yep. Uh, and then February 24th is the deadline for confirmation of teams. So, like I was talking to Alex Schmitz at our Wombats bowling thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was thinking about maybe starting a team in Southern Iowa with like Martindale's St. Mary's mm. um, because there was teams in that area. He was talking to some of his wrestlers. They're interested. Like the Winterset kids are down there. Like pulling, uh, Southeast Warren, like pulling and doing a combo thing. You know, he has until February 24th to really make an effort to see if it's viable. Yeah. The reason they do that is because they're going to release the schedule on March 3rd. So here's the thing. You have 25 days to make a brand new team. And here's like my plea. If you are on the fence about coaching, you're on the fence about starting a rugby team, do it this year. And you're going to be ahead of the game for next year. If you're like, oh, I'm going to put it off and I'm going to do it next year. Well, guess what? You're going to be behind. If you just want to start today. Mm. That's what I tell myself about working out too, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I know people want to be really prepared going into it, but I, my mindset is like something is better than nothing because you don't know. There might be a kid in a school. They need that rugby and it'll spark something. They can recruit their friends. They grow the numbers. Like, they get people excited about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you might think like, oh, I only know these couple kids. Well, the kids know kids, you know, and, yeah. and who knows, it might take off. That kid might be a senior, and they're going off to college, and you lose them if you don't do it this year. Mm -hmm. Again, super hypothetical, might not be the case for your situation, but I don't know. I just would love to see more teams 
Um, and also, too, if there's a team that's going to die off, you got to let the league know, too, because, again, it's one of those games where... it thrown on the schedule and then not have a team there for it. Yeah. Oh, exactly, because the league, I know those guys, it's tough because there's not, like, equal distance between places and it's hard for travel. And then if a team drops out the night of, they're scrambling mm. because then it's like, you know are the schedules fair and they represent who should actually go to state? Well, if a team drops out on a certain night, you know, some teams get to play them, some don't. Is it a forfeit? Do you want two matches? It's a massive headache. Yeah. So that's why this is great because this year, this is the first year they've really had hard and firm dates of this is the cutoff, which is good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Because there's been so many years and I'm I'm not knocking them. It's one of those things where, they keep it open for as long as possible because they want as many kids to play the sport. Mm. And people would complain because they would build the schedule week by week because they didn't, yeah, you can't do that. Right. But in the beginning they had, to. Well, they had to. Yeah. But it's just, you don't want to have to do that yeah. every and, season too. That's just sucks. Right. Because you don't know like three weeks from now, are we going to be in Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, Fort Dodge, Waverly, uh, Decora? I don't know. You know mm. what I mean? Like you yeah. got to be able to plan it. So, Really cool to see that they have these firm dates. So, again, if you want to host, put your bid in by February 1st. Coaches meeting February 5th. Officials start for practice February 20th. Deadline for confirmation of team February 24th. Schedule release March 3rd. The first rugby tournaments matches will be Friday, March 31st. State will be either May 12th or May 14th. They want to have 1A and 2A at the same site, but... They have to figure some logistics out. That'd uh, be cool. Though. So yeah, high school rugby, it's coming back. Check it out. Get involved. And like, even if you don't want to coach, be an assistant coach. If you don't want to be an assistant coach, be a ref, be a touch judge. Mm-hmm. Hold the video camera. Do something. Just yeah. show up and watch. You know, I I'm, I feel like I'm really passionate about it because we've seen. And this is the last thing I'll say about high school rugby before we move to the next thing. We've seen what happens when people invest in high school rugby look at all the college programs men's and women's in the state of iowa mm-hmm. what's happening it's all extremely successful at the national level yeah where are most of their players from majority of iowa and most of those kids what did they do in high school played rugby right sevens yeah 10 years ago when we were in college <laughs> nobody played rugby before they came there like except just, eric nichols yeah there's like a select <laughs> few yeah typically. Th- like uh, you and I was pretty lucky because they got a bunch of Des Moines Chaos guys. But for the most part, 90% of your team had never played rugby before. Mm-hmm. Now we're to the point, it's like 50, 60, 75% of teams now have some sort of experience mm-hmm. or are aware of what it was. I know for you and me both, neither of us even knew what the sport yeah. was before our first practice. Yeah. And then like every year, it always seemed you had to spend all this time or not like a ton of time, but... Mm-hmm. It's basically just starting over every single year, teaching people how to pass the ball correctly yes. and like the real basic stuff where, yeah, when you have sevens, you don't have to worry about that. They already yeah. know how to do a lot of this stuff. I remember coaching. I remember when I was coaching at you and I, we literally would split the team into two. And it was like, who's never held a rugby ball before? Okay. You guys over here. Who's played before you guys over there. And then it was like, all right, we're going to take these 12 guys and teach you how to hold a ball and pass. And that's all you're going to do. And then the other guys would be trying to run through touch or some sort of drill, but there was like seven or eight guys. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like not the most efficient practice because you now have split your team into two, Mm. but 
if you're running drills and guys don't even understand the basic concepts, yep. it slows everything down. You talk to Zeus up at UNI. You talk to Ant Frying at Iowa State. You talk to Daly at Iowa. These kids coming in and knowing that, it advances their programs not only like six weeks ahead from yeah. back then to now. They're even years ahead of schedule compared to before. And now we're seeing them have success on the national stage. Mm-hmm, 100%. And speaking of, our next guest is exactly who we're talking about and why we should invest in high school rugby. Mm-hmm. So this person, she was on the first team at Norwalk High School. Mm-hmm played on a ton of select side teams to represent Iowa in the Midwest, plays for the University of Northern Iowa as a freshman right now, and she just finished up down in Texas for the NCR All-Star Sevens tournament, Hannah Roth. Yeah, let's get a hold of her. Let's check it out. All right, and now we're here with Hannah Roth from the University of Northern Iowa. Hannah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, not too bad. Just trying to stay warm and graze. Wombat dead. <laughs> it's got to be extremely cold and windy up in Cedar Falls right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you were able to get away from Cedar Falls for a little bit. You were down in Texas for the NCR All-Stars Sevens tournament, and you played for the the Midwest Big Green. Yeah. So we wanted to reach out and kind of hear how that went because not only is that a huge opportunity just in general, but the fact that you're a freshman playing against some of the top collegiate talent in the United States seems like a really cool opportunity. So first and foremost, how was it to uh, get away to some warmer weather? Um, it was really nice. Um, I got to, like, it was a really good experience, especially like as a freshman. It's not something I really like thought I was going to be doing as a freshman, but it was really good. And it was nice meeting new people and learning how to play with them and stuff. Yeah. Was it difficult to go from playing the whole season against a lot of these girls to now they're your teammates? Or, I mean, you've been on a lot of select side teams for like Hawkettes before. Mm. Um, was it pretty natural, like becoming teammates after being opponents all season? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty natural. And like, I feel like rugby's a really inclusive like community. So everyone was super welcoming to each other. Definitely. And you had the same coaches as well, you know, Megan Flanagan at UNI and then uh, Kelsey McDowell at Iowa State. They also were coaches for the Hawkettes. Did it feel like Hawkettes all over or did it have a different vibe to it? Um, I think it had a different vibe to it, but it was nice knowing the coaches going into it because that helped to like relieve a lot of the nerves. Mm-hmm. What would you say was like the most nervous you were during the tournament or did they get rid of all of them? Did it just feel like another, another rugby tournament for you? Um, I mean, I was really nervous going into the first game, but I kind of knew like if I were to mess up that like my teammates wouldn't like get mad at me and they'd be like support me. And same with the coaches. They just kind of told us before we went into the game that they're not going to be mad at us if we make a mistake and that it's just like a tournament for extra experience and for um, fun and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I was kind of curious too. So you guys obviously finished up your 15s national run and then you just jumped right into, you know, this all-star sevens tournament. Was it kind of a weird transition? I know you played sevens most of your career, it was a weird transitions going from doing 15s for so long and then only having a few weeks to do some sevens practices and go down to Houston. Yeah, it was, I feel like it was weird, especially because 
you have to be in like a lot better shape than sevens than mm. I feel like you do in fifteens. So that was like a big thing is getting back in shape in the middle of winter. Yeah. <laughs> for sevens. Yeah, and that's gotta be tough too, because you know, other people, you know, this is their off season and and some people didn't have an all-star tournament to get ready for. So it's easy to kind of just relax over the holidays and not really focus on cardio. I know that's something I do every year where it's like, ah, I don't need to do cardio, but, and then also it's like a month out and it's like, Oh, I better start getting in shape. <laughs> so, you know, like Phil said, switching from, you know, sevens in high school to fifteens in college and then back to sevens again. I mean, it looked pretty natural. I know I was yeah. watching, um, I forget which team you're playing. I think it was when you, ladies tied against West the first time you played them you had a really good tackle and poach and then offload to one of your teammates for a score I mean you looked like you remembered exactly what you're doing and um how how did that feel you know really setting the tone you know defensively I, I feel like I saw you poach the ball a couple of times there um is that something you really focus on and trying to do for your team um sort of I feel like I've I don't know. I've had to do it a lot just because, like, I don't know if it's right in front of me. Like, I want to do it. But also the night before, we had, like, a training session with PR coaches, and they kind of taught us how to properly poach the ball and how to make it more effective, which was something, like, I kind of thought a lot about during the game. Nice. Well, I mean, it's very obvious because it looked yeah. so smooth <laughs> and so natural. Like, the tackle was made, and you just, like, popped up, stole it, popped it off, and it was, like, all right, pretty good. So if you could share those secrets with us, because I think it's been like 15 years and I still haven't figured it out. So I don't know. I just try to like make it my goal to just be more aggressive. And when I think of being like more aggressive during a game, like poaching a ball is one thing. And like keeping possession in a sevens game is really like critical just because mm. they're super fast. Like you could get the ball and score right away. So like keeping possession as long as you can and making as many yards as you can is like really important. I feel like. Mm. Oh yeah. And you know, it's such a different pace, like you said, to 15s, but you were playing uh, the number eight for you and I in the fall. How was that transition from sevens to now learning number eight? And that is such like an enforcer position. Yeah. It's kind of, known as like one of the toughest people on the field plays that number eight looking for the defensive tackles, but then also hard line running in the forward pack. Um, what was that? How difficult was that or not difficult uh, trying to learn a brand new position with, you know, a brand new style of game. Um, what did that look like? Um, I mean, I liked playing the eight position, but I also got a little bit of experience in the eight man um, during Hawkettes in high school, Okay, which Perfect. I think also helped a lot because I know a lot of people like start rugby when they get to college and don't have the same experience that I was able to have in high school. So I think that was really helpful. Definitely. Because you did you start playing as a freshman or sophomore because weren't you one of the members that started the team for Norwalk um yeah I was a sophomore when I started gotcha and so how did how did you girls start the team like what what happened where you were like hey we want to make this happen um yeah what sparked that um well Haley Mastin um she played rugby at her old high school Lincoln okay she kind of came to Norwalk um, and kind of wanted to start a team since they didn't have one. And she got like a group of girls together. But I wasn't a part of that group. I hadn't joined until like 
right before games had started. But yeah, Haley has been kind of initiated starting the team and stuff and her um aunt also helped her build up the team oh nice gotcha i got a funny story for you so the last year i was coaching at roosevelt before the season started we had a lot of girls who graduated um but it was when like liberty and ivy and haley were all seniors and uh jeremy newman the other coach and myself we and emily dearden we said to the girls we're like hey you know, our numbers right now, we're only bringing back, you know, like six girls from last year. We have to recruit. We have to build up numbers, you know, go to school, recruit, get more girls out for the team. And this is in our summer practices. And Liberty says, uh, what about Hannah? And I'm like, wait, are you talking about that girl from Norwalk? And she's like, yeah, can we recruit her? And I'm like, no, we can't pull <laughs> players from other teams. Like, cause she just played with you for Hawkeyes. And she thought when I was saying recruit, like, take players from other teams like no that's not so I feel like that really speaks highly to like the level of player you are because she was like what can we do to get her on our team like no she plays for Norwalk that's kind of funny (laughs) yeah she totally misread what I was trying to say where I'm like no go into Roosevelt go into the lunchroom get all the girls you can she's like no I just want to go to Norwalk and get her (laughs) Uh, so looking ahead to the spring season uh, you and I women's, you're going to be going to like some sevens tournaments. Um, how does this experience, you know, with NCR, what are you looking to bring back to your team to make another deep run? I mean, you weren't there last year, but you and I women have a great history in sevens nationals. Yeah. What are you looking to bring back to your club to make another run? Um, I think just coming back with like that experience and coming back as like, I guess a leader, even though I am a freshman, I feel like having someone, I mean, there's also going to be like four other girls that had the same experience, but if we like, I don't know, use that to our like advantage and like teach our other like teammates different ways of playing, like, and capitalizing on the other team's weaknesses, like use that to our advantage. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, with sevens coming up too this spring, do you know when Flanagan's going to be having you ladies start practicing up again? Are you guys already doing anything to get ready for sevens currently? Um, we start lifting on February 14th, and then I think practice indoor practices start February 21st. Nice. All right. All right. Well, awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you for joining us tonight and kind of filling us in on how everything went down at the NCR tournament. Really cool to – See some you and yeah. I girls working down there, and Quite then a few you and I girls. Like, yeah, and then to awesome. hear you're working with like Premier Rugby Sevens coaches as well. So we're really looking forward to that spring season for you and I. And you know, good luck this spring. And I'm sure we'll we'll be seeing what you girls are up to. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right, pretty cool story there with Hannah. Freshman at UNI, just doing an awesome job at the national level. Yeah. I mean, she's still got three and a half years left to I go, know. and I feel like the future is very bright for her. Mm. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how you know the rest of her career at UNI goes, and yeah, we'll see where she ends up after that too. Maybe I always expect maybe a few UNI girls to put on a USA Eagles jersey at some point. <laughs> no, why? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's funny. We. We've talked to a few people and you say that and it's just like, 
that's like us like we're two very 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 optimistic guys yeah and also too like again like been on all-star teams like high school college it's just natural to think like if you're one of the best in the midwest you compete at this national tournament like you're working with pr7s people as a freshman you're only going to continue to develop and get better and refine those skills it makes sense and us being like like we'll support anyone from iowa like keep pushing it 100 yeah so i'm sure that won't be the last time we talk to her and no really cool to see and it just sounds like you know vibes that you and i are pretty good which obviously they're always immaculate always (laughs) always good and speaking of good vibes you know the wombats this past weekend had a non-rugby event that was full of good vibes yeah that was actually our first non-rugby event since the season ended yeah sure wasn't it yeah yeah, it was. it was like the first time we really got the boys back together, yeah. and um, we went bowling. He didn't say that yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we went bowling, and that was a really fun thing to kind of like change a pace where, you know that episode of The Office, it might be from like season one, no, season two, I think, where Jim has a party at his house, mm. or, and his roommate's there, and Kelly and Stanley and Oscar are standing in the kitchen, and... Oscar is complaining about the prices of paper and Stanley's like, yeah, no, that three quarters stock manila envelope, you know? And Kelly's like, "Ah, really? We're not at work. And we're talking about work. Like, can we talk about anything other than work? And they all stand there and they don't know what to talk about. (laughs) You know, I feel like it was good to like, not be like, it was the rugby team together, but not for the purpose of rugby, which was kind of nice because, really gets back to that community aspect and we didn't talk about rugby the i whole know time. that was also weird i don't think it got brought up once <laughs> no besides lee throwing a bowling ball like a rugby ball well because you know. he's uh you know english and he doesn't <laughs> know how to bowl, bowl. that's so funny yeah. <laughs> he so lee chapman our fly half um from england and then alex schmitz uh from iowa <laughs> um my two-year-old son uh might have scored more pins than they did yeah maybe a few more <laughs> but also he had a little ramp to help him out because yeah again he's two but it was funny because lee kept trying to throw it like everyone else and he was getting pissed off because he kept getting gutter balls <laughs> so he started throwing a bowling ball like a rugby ball and he was having better success yeah that's crazy that was pretty funny to watch that was fun to give him shit about that he's like they have bowling in england he's like no <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny too because the only other time i heard people talk about rugby was like vic vic just goes oh i fucking miss rugby <laughs> and then we started talking about nashville a little bit yeah and the conversation turned into isla his girlfriend oh yeah she was like oh is anybody else's girlfriend's going and and she turned to my wife lex and was like <laughs> are you going to nashville Lex is like oh no yeah and then other people and then like, she she asked me she's like is cheyenne going i'm like no <laughs> she turned to vic and she's like well I shouldn't go. And Vic's like, no, come on, you're coming. <laughs> and then Vic put in the group chat, is anybody else's girlfriend coming? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. Because uh, Nashville's for everybody. Like, it'll be a good time. But it was just funny because it's like, wait, wait, what's going Some on here? people brought their significant others the previous year. But oh, it's yeah. definitely a little bit more of a boy's trip, I guess. But I, but it can be either way. Yeah, know? but it, yeah, you, you, it's rugby. Rugby's for everybody, yeah, you know. exactly. And, yeah, no, so definitely that was pretty funny. <laughs> and actually, too, uh, so yeah, this bowling event really went really well. Mm. I have an exclusive interview that I forgot to mention. Oh. Let's check it out. I got to stop saying that. That's Dr. Steve Brule's thing. 
Yeah. That's yeah. okay. I yeah. like it. And a lot of people probably don't know who Dr. Steve Brule is. No. So let's have at it. We're not taking a picture. I'm going to interview you, okay? Hi, Nana. I'm sure Nana will hear this, okay? Let's not touch the microphone. All right, we just finished the Wombats bowling outing, and I have an instant reaction from one of the guys who went bowling last night. It was his first time ever bowling. I'm here with Jacoby Gray. Jacoby, how are you doing? Oh, so good. Hey, Kobe, did you have fun bowling last night? Boy. Did you go bowling? Boy. Hey, how old are you? Two. Did Lee Chapman or Alex Schmitz beat you in bowling? No. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? What's your favorite dinosaur? Tyrannosaurus Rex. T-Rex. T-Rex? What's a T-Rex say? Can you count to ten? One. Two. One. Two. Three. Three. Four. Five. Six. Yay! You did it. All right, Kobe. I want to say thank you for your time. I'll stop annoying you and let you be a two-year-old. I just want to say thank you for coming on. What are you going to do the rest of the day? Are you going to watch Baby Shark? Bye-bye, Daddy. Groundbreaking stuff there. Oh, wow. That was adorable. Hard. I love how confident he is in saying no. <laughs> Phil, if you, uh, if you have a kid someday, that's like the first word they say with authority. Ugh. Maybe is it just because it's like easy to say? <laughs> and there's just this weird like defiance thing where like they test like what they can say no to because it's weird. He won't say yes. So like the way I had to frame questions for him, mm. uh, if you ask yes or no questions, if he likes it, he repeats it. So, like, when I was like, oh, did, did we go bowling? And he's like, bowling? That's like a yes. <laughs> he doesn't know the word yes, yeah. but he loves the word no. Um, but, yeah, that was, you know, we're asking the tough questions other people won't ask. I know. Like, can you count to ten? It's like groundbreaking journalism, practically. <laughs> I didn't even go to school for this. Do you notice when he counted to ten, he said seven twice? The first time he was like, seven, seven. Like, he wasn't sure seven was next. He's like, oh, yeah, so... That was fun. I thought it was goofy. Did you use the mic that we got, the little one? Yes. So Lex asked me, she's like, have you been using that? And it's like, well, we haven't had any tournaments. And I was like, hey, check out the sound quality. And I was like testing it and like playing around with it. And then Kobe was just like there. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's let's do a fun interview. And then. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Two minutes of content. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Oh, love him. He really is the cutest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got some cute kids. Thanks. Murphy's really cute, too. She was really good last night. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. She's very smiley. Oh, yeah. And so Wombats bowling was good. Wombats in the spring, though, we have a loaded spring coming. So March 11th is going to be our awards banquet. That's coming up soon. Then 
March 25th and 26th, we are going to Nashville. But here's the thing, Phil. We're probably not taking 23 Wombats. We're going to need some help. Because, like, that's not a trip that everyone can just, like, go to. Yeah. You know, I've never been able to go. This is the first year I'm going. Uh, it's tough to get work off, transportation, babysitting for kids. Babysitting, you know. yeah. So the thing is, like, we're going to need help. And we have a Google Doc, Google Form. If you want to go, I'll share that out again on the Wombats page. And if you want to go, let us know. If you've already signed up, I will send an email letting you know about what we're thinking for transportation, hotels. I know Phil and I are driving. We're talking about what we're going to do for hotels or Airbnbs. Mm. Uh, Yeah, and we'll start communicating. We'll make a group chat for that. And again, if you play for any club in the state, you play out of the state, you just want to meet us there. Like if you're a Palm Beach boy and you want to play with us, yeah, do it. Luke flew last time. He might he might come again to play with us. Oh, I hope um, he comes. Yeah, me too. He uh I mean we I also hope he plays for us too. <laughs> Jesus. Uh but no, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody to think you have to be a wombat to come play with us in Nash Bash because we had guys from Cedar Rapids, we had some guys from Iowa City, some northeast yep. Iowa guys. You know, it was practically just a ragtag group, you know, from Iowa. Yeah. So hopefully we get that again this year. Exactly. And it's a fun time. And yeah, like Phil said, this is not a commitment to the Wombats. It literally is. We just put the deposit down. We'll split the bill evenly for like the entry fee and, you know, it won't be much. And then we'll split the hotels. Really, it's just to confirm that we have a spot. If you're from Iowa and you want to play with us, you're from anywhere. Like we just want to have a good time. Yeah. And that's the thing too. We're not going to cap it at 23. Um, yeah, we're, I think 28 is actually what the tournament caps it at. Yeah. And we'll need that, especially on that Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, because last time was, that wasn't good. That was rough. But we're like, we got we to gotta be able to come back next year. So we got to play. I don't care how you need to get here, whatever. Just show up. We'll start with 13 guys. You'll trickle in as the game goes. <laughs> That's BS, though, that you had to play against Nashville Rugby Club. because Well, it's because we like got into the winner's bracket. <laughs> Sorry that we're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just funny because it's like uh, Nashville's the home team. So they're not like, you know, ooh, the bright lights downtown. You know, this is their home turf. They're not overwhelmed by the nightlife of Nashville <laughs> where, like, people come from out of town. Like, it's an event. We're going to go out. We're going to hit the town. We're going to have a yeah. good time. The The people who are there, they're like, this, like, Come on, rookies! Like that kind of annoyed me a little bit when I went and talked to their captain. He's just, I'm like, oh, like how you guys feeling? Like everybody on our team's pretty rough, and he's like, oh, we're, well, we're from Nashville. Like you know, we're didn't really get too crazy last time. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a social tournament. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, they ended up winning the social division, didn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, by a long shot. That's... I mean, well, when they played us too, like I said, we started off with 13 guys, mm-hmm. so. Oh, yeah. And then also on top of that, we are going to Chicago, actually St. Charles on uh, Saturday, April 22nd. Mm -hmm. And then we're staying the night and then we are going to the Major League Rugby match, the Chicago Hounds, hosting Nola Gold in Chicago at SeatGeek Stadium. We are going to that as a team with Fox Valley. Fox Valley, they're inviting a bunch of guys from... The Carfu, they're basically inviting their whole union. So this is the Wombats. We're inviting everyone from Iowa Rugby to, you know, if you're going to go to a match, go to April 23rd. Uh, Fox Valley is working on getting us like a group rate. We're all going to sit in the same spot. So 
fill out that same survey to let us know if you want to go. So then when we purchase tickets, you know, we'll buy in bulk a ton mm. of tickets at a cheaper rate. And then we can all sit together and tailgate together and it'll be a good time. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And yesterday, the Chicago Hounds had a tryout. Yeah, and saw some familiar faces there. A lot of familiar faces, man. And because didn't they say they capped it at like, what, 270? Something like that. Because I saw some of the guys that had pictures posted. Their numbers were in the hundreds, mm-hmm. like for their registered numbers yeah so. yeah yeah because yeah. i remember they made a post and they're like oh like we're full and i was just like whoa like yeah, that's it, cool and like yeah seeing a lot of guys that we we're familiar with and so we actually have an interview here with someone who's on the drive home right now uh let's hear how this went yeah All right, in our next interview, uh, we have Devaris Burris on his way back from the uh, Chicago Hound tryout. And yeah, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, pretty long drive. Oh, yeah, definitely good. I'm sure. Yeah, going from Chicago to where's home for you right now? Uh, I'm in Fort Dodge. Uh, I'm back at Iowa Central. Yeah. Gotcha. That is a long drive. What is that like? Is that six it's, hours? It's like six hours. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> what? What time did the tryout start and when did it end? Um, registration started at 9 a.m., started at 10 a.m., ended at 12.30 p.m. Oh, gotcha. And so when you went to this tryout, there was over 200 athletes. Did they break you into groups? What did, what did this tryout look for everybody else? Like, kind of just paint the picture for us. How did they organize you guys? What drills did they have you do? Uh, what did it look like? Okay, so with the tryout, they split the tryout into two different sections. So the first group went at 10 a.m. The second group started at 1. Okay. So uh, there was like 115 or so in each group that went. And um, so they didn't split fours and backs. They split us up by numbers. And they had to start a group with the fitness section. And then they had us a group with the skills and contact session. So for the skills, you did the 225 bench press. You had uh, um, your 40-meter dash, a Bronco, and then your vertical jump. The Bronco, gross. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel like you were prepared yeah. for those? Like, did you know you were going to do those? or were? Um, yeah, yeah. They, they sent us an email ahead of time. Nice. Okay, nice. Uh, like, like a week ahead of time. So I was prepared for everything but the Bronco per usual. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody ever prepared for a Bronco? I mean... I mean, there's a there's a guy there that uh, I think ran like a four two seven Bronco four minutes twenty seven seconds. Wow! Oh man! <laughs> so so, <laughs> so you said though they gave you guys only like a week notice on what the tests were. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was about a week. Yeah. So you guys couldn't really, I guess, train specifically to improve all those things, you know? Because like most of the time, like NFL combines, you know exactly what you're going to be doing. So these guys are training like eight, 10 weeks out from their combine to try to improve their numbers. So it's kind of like a true assessment for you guys, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, if you really think about it, you should assume that you're going to do a Bronco. Mostly at 90% of combines, you're going to run a com, uh, Bronco yeah. in that combine. Oh, yeah. And then what did the the contact and the, the skill drills, what did those look like? Um, So they had us do uh, a three-on-two drill. And then we did a 
and it was turned into a six on four and it was ball handling and passing in that area. And it, it was, it was pretty nice. Uh, it went decently smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a few guys that probably showed up there that, uh, probably didn't have that much experience in rugby, but mm-hmm. other than that, it was kind of fun. It was, it was interesting. They did, they did push us. They didn't like bring us down when bad stuff happened. They motivated us a lot. It was, it was pretty nice. Nice. And then, um, did they have like current team members there too, on top of the coaching staff? Uh, yeah. So the team members are mostly running the drills. Oh, nice. The coaching staff was kind of walking around, helping, doing their thing. And um, for the contact, they had us work on chop tackles with a bag, and then um, we would go with groups and we'd have our ready call, whatever. We worked together with it. They were really big on working together, which was nice. And um, we were doing chop tackles, and we worked on regular tackles. And after that, we moved over to the contact where we focused on tackle, rucks, and then set in your place, whatever. And um, and then they had us do another drill that I really never seen up until today, where it's four standing on one side and four across, and you pass the ball back and forth. And the defense... Uh, when they blow the whistle, the guy that's touching the ball has to release the ball, run back, and then it's a four on three. And if a guy breaks the line, that defender makes the tackle. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. So that was kind of the some of the drills that we did there. And how would you say you did during those? Do you think you did well? Uh, is there something that you're still thinking about on the drive home? And you're like, ah, I wish I would have done that differently, or um, pretty proud of how you went? Uh, I think I, I'm very excited on how, how it went for me. Uh, so the bench press, um, they only allowed 20 max reps. Um, I ended up getting 19, so I was kind of mad at that. <laughs> but like, you can't really ask for too much more. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Bronco, obviously, I was kind of like, well, I could be a little bit more fitter. I was at like a six-minute, 30 seconds. 30 second time which i probably need to be a minute shorter when it comes to it uh for a prop if i want to be at the next level hmm. and uh vertical jump i mean i i don't expect to jump too high i don't know if, if they wanted me to jump like 40 inches or whatnot but <laughs> so that'd be amazing especially <laughs> with your build and everything like just being a real stocky guy 40 inch vertical would be scary <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, just the fitness stuff mostly I, I think went well. The 40 meter I think went very well. We didn't get our times right away, but I'm pretty happy with what I feel like I'm pretty happy with what I came out to do because it's better than what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, for the contact stuff, obviously I think I did pretty good. I I mean, when it came to contact, I was barely brought to the ground. and Nice. Um, it showed a lot that I was a good ball carrier and Hmm. Um, average to above, just barely above average for tackling and rucking and all that fun stuff. So, Dude, that's awesome. got a lot of compliments and it went very well. Nice, good nice. deal. And you know, I know like Joe Lippert at Iowa Central. He, I saw he talked about this before. You know, props and type five players locks as well. You know, the MLR they're looking for those guys who you know, retain ball and do the dirty work. Yeah. They're in the rucks. They're making the tackles. 
their their stuff doesn't show up in the stat sheet. You know, everybody loves seeing the highlights of the props breaking the line and oh, getting yeah. a 50 meter try and, and it's fun. But when you have an 80 minute match, 18 games in a season, you just need those workhorses that are just, you know, grinding it out, getting to like MLR teams want guys who get to the breakdown and are able to retain ball or poach ball. You know what I mean? Like um, yes, it, it's those things. And it sounds like, you know, you're pretty proud of like you, you showed those things, you know, they want, they want someone like, who cares if you can break the line every once in a while and it's flashy, but do you retain ball every time you're tackled? You know, I, I know that's something we look at too. Like if a prop gets the ball and they turn it over 50, 50, they should never touch the ball. Yeah. You know, we have to retain ball. So sounds, sounds like that went well for you. Did the coaches or any of the players give you like feedback about like what went well or what to work on, or just kind of give you some insight about, you know, making the roster or anything like that, or, things to work on as you go back to your club? Um, no, they didn't really give me much to go off of or work on. I, I talked to a few guys, I talked to a few people and um, we kind of, we kind of just talked about the people that we knew mm-hmm. or that I've played with just recently or whatever. And um, I was asked if I was eligible to be in the 2023 draft, but Ooh. that was mostly about it for the, for, for the most part. And, uh, I mean, it, uh, uh, yeah, nice. there wasn't really much questions. Cause or, how old are you right now? I'm 21. Gotcha. And so when are you el- eligible to like go in the draft? Are you eligible for the uh, next one? I'm eligible right now, but, uh, I want to graduate school yep. and be able to walk the stage. So my family can see, uh, me graduate and I'd be the first person to graduate out of my family. Oh, uh, wow. First person to graduate college in my family. Hell yeah, dude. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's really awesome, man. You got your sights set and goals ready to go. And and that sounds like, too, you're laying the foundation for after graduation of like, hey, I got my degree. And now, you know, going to this tryout, this combine, you know, you're on their radar. It sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, they have your test scores. They know you're 21. You're only going to keep working and developing and getting better and um, a lot to go off of. So I I think it sounds like it was a really successful day for you. And it was awesome too, you know, to see like the pictures of like you and Joseph holding up the yeah. t-shirts you're behind the, the, or you're in front of the banner with the logo and everything. Like what was that like with the cameras there and just kind of being around professionals and getting a free t-shirt for the, the experience and seeing the logos everywhere. Did, did it feel like as hyped up as it looked? I mean, did it feel like you were in a professional setting? I mean, honestly, it did. It, it, it felt it felt very hyped up with like all the cameras and everything. Like, I mean, sometimes it felt weird because you felt like just like people because the people that are watching you and you don't really know what to do when the camera gets in your face. <laughs> so it it kind of gives you like chills. But uh, yeah, no, it it was great. Me and Joseph was talking about it from the moment we walked in there. Like, Yo, we got to get a picture here, <laughs> and. Uh, on top of we both end up getting interviewed by Next Level Rugby, and they asked us some questions. I don't really kind of remember the gist of the questions, but it should they should be posting the video soon of uh, the interview that they had with us. Dude, cool. Yeah, and we'll talking to, to us and stuff, and they definitely recorded some stuff in the combine. Nice. So there was cameras. Yeah, there was a lot of cameras everywhere. So, I mean, it was kind of like... I don't know. It was it was in the middle. I liked it, but then there's times where I was like, 
Uh, kind of a little bit too much. I'm not really a camera person. <laughs> We're not used to having cameras in our faces in rugby. Right. No. <laughs> and also, too, like I told people this was an exclusive interview and they beat us to it. <laughs> right. We'll have to keep an eye out for the next level post, though, or at least a couple of posts that they'll have for it. So, yeah. But I was curious, too. So you said you guys were split up in two groups. Uh, in your group, was there some more familiar faces in your group, or were some of those guys in a different group? Uh, in my group, yeah, there were some familiar faces. So there's a few guys from Wayne State. Um, yeah, Joe Dale, and uh, I, I can never remember his – I don't know if it's his brother or not. Is it but, Javier? Uh, yeah, Javier, yeah, he was there cool. too. And then um, Dakota Southworth, Chuck, Chuck and uh, nasty. <laughs> um, I think uh, it was Adam. Adam was there with Joseph and uh, and then some few, a couple guys I I went to college with was like John Gepner and Aiden Farrell. Oh, nice. But they're, and uh yeah nice perfect yeah that's cool i I assumed we'd see some you know iowa central kids and maybe a few other random people there so it's awesome to see a good group of people went out there to try out for the hounds and see what they got oh yeah that was pretty great i mean i love seeing the familiar faces up there and oh yeah and you know, they, they called me up and wanted me to come, but I told them I wanted to save that spot for somebody else, you know. So. Yeah, we don't, we don't need you taking any spots now. Right. Yeah, you're, I just want to tell everyone you're welcome. You know, I, I relinquished it. But, um, you know, but moving into your background, you know, you're talking about college. Starting starting rugby, you're from Waterloo. You went to Waterloo, uh, one of the Waterloo schools, and you played for Waterloo Columbus, correct? Yeah, I went to Waterloo West. So we were Waterloo West for a couple of years, and we combined with Columbus, and we both just were like, hey, we're just going to turn this team into Waterloo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I went to Waterloo West High School. Okay, nice. And you won a state championship, right, with David Randall? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that, too, because, like, you know, he could facilitate the game so well and then had you as just a powerful runner, and it was just like a – a good mix of like power and speed, like thunder and lightning, you know, and, and teams didn't know what to do with it because it's like, you know, if they focus on you, David's going to cut them up. If they focus on David, the defense will weaken and you'll run through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, pretty, pretty David, cool. David was probably one of the, was one of the best people I've played with in high school. And uh, we were, we were a great duo for sure. That's uh, a game I'll never forget because uh, we were we were the underdogs in that mm-hmm. in that uh, tournament. I think we beat a team that blew us out by forty points in the season. Wow. We beat them like twenty eight to fifteen, and then we end up coming back to a team that also beat us during the season. So we were losing by twenty one points. It was zero to twenty one, and we came back and won. That's awesome! That's amazing. <laughs> I remember that too because yeah. it seemed like a really special moment. Because I know Waterloo has been all over the place because I my second year teaching nine years ago was at Waterloo East I actually was the credit recovery teacher at Waterloo East and that's when Waterloo East was a rugby team and then it went to West and like it just seems like it's been bouncing around but it's like you got the talent there there's really good kids there so it's good to see the program you know sticking sticking with it you know and seeing consistency and yeah what got you out for rugby in the first place 
Um, actually, I was in I was in the weight room and I was lifting and I was doing track. And I was like, I really don't kind I kind of don't like track, but I need to do an extra sport so like I could stay fit for football. And I seen him out there playing rugby. And uh, one of my friends, he actually bet me twenty dollars that I wouldn't go out there and try it because he thought it looked stupid. Oh, so I went out there. <laughs> so I went out there and tried it, and then I ended up falling in love with it. I was like, it was my freshman year of high school. I was fourteen. So, you know what? Why not? Let's go do it. That's hilarious. And uh, at the time, Josh Tack was my coach. Oh, yeah. We yeah, played with him at Bremer. Bremer. Yeah. Josh Tack was my coach. And he pushed me more than anyone to stick with that sport and help me through everything when it came to high school and all my struggles. That's awesome, man. And then that got you to the college level. So did you go to Iowa Central right out of Waterloo? Yeah, I went straight to Iowa Central. Gotcha. What was that like process like deciding to go to Iowa Central? Did you reach out to them? Did Nelson reach out to you? Um, what was that process like? Um, Nelson reached out to me, I think, my junior or sophomore year of high school. Um, I ended up having a really big game against it, against one of the schools and scored, I think, three or four times. Mm-hmm. And he had two of his players come up to me. He had uh, Nate and Willie Beal come up to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> and give me my uh, <laughs> my card. And I was like, I was like, this is like such a weird coincidence because I've known Nate and Willie since I first started playing rugby. And mm-hmm. they've helped me through it and then brought me to Bremer to play with Bremer and learn from guys like Casey and Joe Randall and Lippert as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was that was how Iowa Central came upon me was Man, it's that. it's so funny how often the Beal brothers get brought up. They're such a well known, you know, duo in rugby in Iowa. It's crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. And then um actually I did have another option then. I I had uh Lindenwood, Ooh. the links that uh Lippert was coaching. Oh yeah, yeah. yep. Belleville, Bellevue, yeah, Linwood, Belleville, yeah. Belleville. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he was actually he actually gave me the offer before Nelson did. I think actually. Really. Yeah. So so then what set um, Iowa Central apart from Lindenwood, Belleville? Like, what made you want to go to Iowa Central more than Lindenwood? Um, I went to watch the Iowa Central versus Lindenwood game, and and uh. <laughs> I think they got into a fight that game, actually. <laughs> and and uh, I think uh, the Lindenwood lost, and on top of they end up getting closed down. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this option right here, especially because it's at home, it's cheaper. Okay. And, like, I, I got other friends coming too, so it made it a lot easier as well. Yeah, probably the fact that the other school was closing <laughs> down made it really, uh, really easy for you. Yeah, I guess that's been like. Years now, hasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, going back to Iowa Central, what's the plans for this spring? What does that look like? What What's the goals? What's the move? What's happening? So this spring, I am looking to play rugby um, a lot more. So I, my plan right now is to possibly head to Pittsburgh and play with the Midwest Thunderbirds against. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Old Glory Capital Selects. Yep, is what the email said. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm thinking about doing that, and also 
I was gonna drive up to Nash Bash and Oron with the team as well. Hell yeah. We'll definitely take you. <laughs> we'll take yes. You. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it's just looking for rugby games to play. But the biggest thing is making sure I'm on top of my classes and graduate school. So I know we'll play a game, a couple games here at Iowa Central. And uh, But my biggest, my first and only biggest thing is to pass all my classes with at least a, a B at the, at the least. Well, that's a good goal to have. Do you, what are you uh, planning on graduating with? Like, what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying human services. Oh, cool. All right. So I want to help. I, I probably will do social work. So I want to help uh, kids that end up going through things, some of the, some hard things and didn't have parents in their life and stuff like that and make sure they know someone's there for them and that they can still make it through life in general and without giving up. That's awesome, so, man. That's really cool. And be really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really yeah. important thing, especially with the way education is going. Like we need people to support outside of the classroom. I feel like a lot of times people focus like in the classroom, which it's important, but also like the whole student, like their life, not just their grades, but like the whole person as well. And I think that's a huge part that our society needs. So that's awesome, man. I'm really happy to hear yes, that. We'll be, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on, on the spring for you. And, um, you know, hopefully we see you down in Nashville yeah. and we'll be watching those Iowa central matches and we'll be watching to see what the hounds do as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us today. And we definitely want to have you back on to hear your story continue. Cause yeah, 21 years old on the radar of MLR teams, you know, making some moves, going to graduate soon um future's bright man yes sir i definitely appreciate it and you will you will 100 percent see me in nashville oh. i'm not missing it this year sweet yeah i like that up love it love it and you know maybe uh yeah i can teach you a thing or two at prop you know what <laughs> <laughs> some some old man tricks maybe a little pop kick over the defense <laughs> the, the, prop, the prop pop kick never never fails me uh except when i kick it just a smidge too far because i'm not fast enough to catch up to the ball but uh <laughs> oh no that'll be a blast man might have to might have to learn a few things but yeah it'll definitely be a blast uh thank you guys for having me on here i, I appreciate it and i hope to see you guys soon oh yeah of course same, man yeah, we appreciate you coming on yeah drive safe man have a good one thanks you too All right, and that was Javarius. Yeah, dude, what a guy, dude, really cool kid. Yeah, I'm happy that the combine went fairly well for him. Uh, oh, the one thing that was bothering me a little bit is the 225 bench press. They tapped it at 20, so they wouldn't let you do more than 20 reps. That seems weird. Wouldn't be a problem for me. Me neither. <laughs> How many can you do? I don't know. I did a back down set one time. I did like 29. So, uh. You want to know what my max is, <laughs> and it's not right now, but how many how many reps I've done before in one sitting? How many? Just guess. I don't know. I won't be offended. Twelve. Three. Oh. 
That's the most I've ever... You're a CrossFit guy. You do a lot of yeah, overhead pressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can I'll overhead press 225, <laughs> but I can't bench it. Oh, it's one of those movements like it never worked on. I never really got into it. But no. I would always, like, I played a lot of Madden and NCAA football. Mm. And, like, I, the NFL draft is one of my favorite things in all of sports. Yeah. And so looking at that number, like, the Bears drafted a punter, Pat O'Donnell. Mm. He had one time uh, this punter from Miami he had, I think, 28 bench press reps That's as a punter. punter. <laughs> but the thing was, he looked at it as, I have a world-class facility, athletic trainers. And so he would do his punting. And then he, like, just trained his, like, his body. Like, not to, I don't have a crush on him. But, like, the dude was so fit. Because yeah. he's like, dude, I'm here. I'm in Miami. I'm going to work on this. Mm. He out bench pressed, like, half of the defensive linemen. Yeah. And people were like, dude, this punter is, and I remember being pumped. And then it's like, yeah. He punts like it, <laughs> right? He didn't really add much, but it was one yeah. of those things. Like, well, it's cool, but yeah. what does it really do? Mm. You know. So, but no, it's but back to Jabari. So yeah, like I'm just really excited for him. You know, <laughs> we got a little off topic there, but oh, we're yeah. talking about bench presses. Yeah. But no, he like I'm excited though for him. Yeah, and just a really good kid, and he's got his goals set in front of him. And, yeah. and I, I love how he wants to go back and just and finish school, and you know, yeah, get that taken care of. That's really cool. Well, and that's something, too, I think, you know, you have to be aware of, like, with rugby as our sport. Um, I think John Cullen has mentioned it before. He played professionally, and, you know, it doesn't pay the bills like other professional sports. Yeah. Sure, there's a paycheck, mm -hmm. but you're putting your body out there on the line. It's very physically taxing, and then you still have to work another job. Yeah. And so I think that's great. He's, you know, focused on... I want to get my degree. I want to do it for my family. And then I want to make a difference. You know, he's not yeah. just getting a degree for the sake of getting one. He has a plan after mm -hmm. that. And then rugby's there too. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, that's a kid I want to keep an eye on because he's going places. Oh, yeah. Notice I didn't even make a joke about like, oh, you could always play for the Wombats because he will never be <laughs> in our level because he's he's going places, man. Yeah. Not that we're not. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I mean our team. I mean our team. Oh, man, we're going off the rails. But I, what I'm saying is yeah. the ceiling, there is no ceiling yeah. for him. Like, it, I, I mean, he's going to do some great things mm -hmm. on and off the field. So we're a big fan of him. Can't wait to see him in Nashville. I know. I'm not going to teach him anything. Of, I'm, excited, right? I'm excited to see a lot of people in Nashville. Like, that's going to be – that's obviously the kickoff for spring for us. You know, just when we're going to finally get back to – Hanging mm -hmm. out with all of our mm -hmm. friends on a regular basis. and Well, we hang out every week. I know we do. <laughs> Are we not friends? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Wait, <The> what? Is. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Dude. But we are growing closer. I know. <laughs> yeah. Much closer, yes. Oh, no. But Nashville is <laughs> going to be fun. And yep. yeah, hey, as we wrap up here, 50 episodes of 50. us sitting a foot and a half apart, staring into each other's eyes for two hours at a time. Sometimes even more. And sometimes we're hammered. And sometimes <laughs> we're hungover. <laughs> it is really funny how we do, like, this week we didn't have anything to drink. Yeah. And then, like, last week with Nichols, we had too much. Like, Yeah, we drank a couple of beers. It's always every other week. I feel like we, yep. we, we like, ah, went too hard last week. We'll take this week easy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we want to make sure we, we get home in time. Well, I am home. Yeah, uh, to watch The Last of Us. I know. I'm excited to watch that tonight. Oh, I hope Lex isn't asleep already. I'm going to wake her up and say we're watching it. Yeah, I'm going to call Cheyenne on my way home and be like, 
get it fired up on HBO. Get, have it ready. <laughs> it, it takes a while to load. Dude, Dude, it's so good. It is so good. And, like, I played the video game. I already know it's ha- – like, it is so good. They have a podcast about the show, too. It's, like, number two on Spotify right now. Really? Yeah. Fun fact, and I'll ask you this. How long do you think you would last in that scenario? Like, do you think – Well, it depends. So, like, we got running – if they're real fast zombie type deal, like, in The Last of Us – no, I'm talking. The, I'm talking about the mushroom virus in The Last of Us on the TV show. Yeah, that's that's, that's a tough question. I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll say mine. I wouldn't even make it out of the first day. <laughs> you want to know why? My main source of food comes from flour. I love bread, and the virus breaks out because of a flour factory. And like, I watched like videos on YouTube yeah. of all the Easter eggs of like in the first episode, Joel and. His daughter Sarah. Oh, the biscuits. The, the biscuits. biscuits. No, 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 no. There's even more. The biscuits. She was gonna make pancakes for his birthday, but they're at a pancake mix. Flour. Oh, I didn't they were, notice that. Dude, there's so much more. They were going to bed, and she's like, oh, "Did you get your birthday cake?" And he's like, "Oh, I forgot. They didn't eat birthday cake. It was his birthday." Uh, the the cookies, chocolate chip. No, they're raisin. Never mind. I don't want one. Oh, I never noticed any of that. It's in the flower. Yeah. And so I, yeah, they talk about that obviously in that second Jakarta. episode. It's like, oh yeah, like they're in, in the Indonesia. Flower. And it's like, oh, it broke mm-hmm. out of this flower factory. Mm-hmm. Like it's infected. And it's like it's the perfect place for a mushroom to grow. And then I'm thinking like Lex made fun of me. She's like, you'd be dead immediately because you <laughs> eat bread all the time. That's all you eat. Ooh, I, yeah. that's the thing. I, I make myself sandwiches for work. So it's like, I think I'd probably be a little fucked then. Depends on the day. But it de- yeah, it depends on the day. Other days I'd be okay, I think. And then just in general, though, with the running, you know, running zombies, I had to work on my cardio, kind of like whole zombie land thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be able to outrun them at least. Yeah, but also too being in Iowa, like I feel like too that's something they always talk about on like stupid things on like BuzzFeed or stupid clickbait articles, like how what state would be the best, and like Iowa's not that densely populated. Yeah, so like that would help us. But I mean, we're in the most densely populated city in Iowa, though. That so is that true. wouldn't help us. Yeah, helps for recruiting in rugby. Yeah. Not, Not for, for a zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> Noted. Pros and cons. You Pros and cons. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I like how we're ending our 50th episode talking about a zombie TV show <laughs> that we could be watching right now, but instead we're talking about it in my basement. But it's it's really so cold. good, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're good. No, you're great. Oh, you're great, too. Happy 50th. Um, I was going to say, I got you something, but I didn't. I was going to hand you something. <laughs> Uh, let's just end it. Okay. How are you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. That was the first time in 50 episodes you started that. <laughs>